0: John Kelly, how are you? Doing pretty well. How are you doing? Doing pretty good, man. I appreciate your time. Um, Real quick, I have to shout out James Lariello. He's your uh, teammate from Colorado. He was all like, you know, this guy is the guy that you want to put on your podcast. And the same time you've just finished the Barkley, I was interviewing him. So shout out to James. And then... Julie's husband, it's a joke. uh, Jason Rutherford, he has run some Laz's uh, races, like Vol State and everything else. He's doing that three circles of heck, right? That uh, Laz is doing. He's doing that this year, but he wanted to be here to say hello. But I'm going to give him a shout out instead. So, as people don't know, if John Kelly, John Kelly uh, just finished uh, the Barkley Marathon twice now. He's second time. It's a crazy year. Um, three finishers in one year. And uh you had a female, Jasmine Paris. Paris, Paris, Jasmine Paris going to the fourth lap. Can can you take us in on why the Barkley is so fascinating and why there's only what 15, 19 finishers since it's been established?
1: Uh 17 now.
0: Um, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> with, uh, I guess, uh, 21 finishes, I think. Yep. Yeah. So 21 finishes across 17 people. Um, but it's, it's that's, a that's race great. that's, that's set up to really allow you to, uh, find what your limits are to, to push as far as you can. And, uh, when you can't, go any farther you you know uh, yeah. it's it's not set up for success it's not set up to to get you across the finish line it's really set up uh for for failure and that point at which you fail is uh the, the point at which you've you've reached your limits you you know uh kind of the things that are are holding you back and uh, you know in, in a way it's it's the people that finish are, are the ones who don't get that experience who don't get to to fully discover that but it's it's meant to be uh kind of right there on the edge of what's possible uh to where uh, it is a bit of that a carrot on a stick and and about one percent uh of of people finish
0: is it one percent or is it 0.00? I mean, you're you're the math guy, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's about it's about one percent uh, d- due to the, uh, the 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 capacity constraints of the park and some of the the off trail areas. It goes with uh, ecological considerations. There's uh, only forty people in the race per year. Uh, okay. So you know if you if you take that for, uh, I guess it's been going for about 36 years now. So, I mean, about 14 1,500 people with with 17 finishers. So, yeah, j- just over the 1% okay. mark. See, there. see. All
0: right. And was this your last Barkley?
1: Uh, I mean, probably not. I, I don't <laughs> see why not. It's um, something I-, I really enjoy. Uh, it's uh close to home for me again now, and so it's it's something that I look forward uh each year to uh getting to spend time out in those mountains and uh to to not only enjoy it myself but also getting to uh play the role a bit of of tour guide uh now as well of of showing people my own mountains and uh sharing uh that experience with them out there.
0: All right, aside from the Barkley, you got a, an extensive resume. Uh mostly of, you know, 200-milers putting yourself at, you know, in in Penine Way and in England, Wells, UK area. The Franklin 2019. You did the Franklin. You bro- broke the record there, correct?
1: Uh well it, it was it was the first time, uh, first time? of the race okay. and I, I think it's only been done twice if if I I, th- I think they only intended on the the Franklin's two hundred being a, a one off thing but I think they did it again one more year okay uh, so I, I did win that year so by by default I had the record okay um, but by winning
0: there and it's it's first year but but you have uh. A passion for two hundred milers or multiple multiple day ultra runs. What attracts you to those runs?
1: Uh, It's it's a a bit of a a puzzle to solve. There there are a lot more variables to added to the equation, uh, variables that that I can uh, try to to work to my advantage, and uh, it just makes it much more of a an adventure. Uh, and, and a, a fun challenge for me rather than just a pure, uh, running race. All right. And so, so, yeah, I, I just, I enjoy the complexity of it.
0: You're, you're a different breed, man. I'm just going to say that because I've met a people from, you know, Ivy league and everything else, everybody, I'm just going to say you're, you're the first that I've ever talked to from Carnegie Mellon, man, that, that graduated from Carnegie Mellon. <laughs> So, so numbers crunching and everything else, it, it's new to me. I'm a social worker. So, you know, I, I can get into how it feelings and everything else, but numbers, you, you're very precise. You, you have the time down, you know, when to go in a race, what time you need to be done with that one loop or that certain checkpoint and everything else. The way you talk about it is like nobody's business that I've heard. <laughs> so, so it's just it's just fascinating to hear you talk. Just putting your body and and running these races to feel failure or maybe feel failure.
1: Yeah, it's I I do about three. Big things per year, I figure if I'm successful and in one out of those three i've I've had a pretty good year that seems to be about my batting average okay and and so you know it's it's not something where you're ever going into it, intending to fail you you accept that that's a possibility, and you know I, I would much rather uh, come up a bit short of a goal than to, to way overshoot a goal and, and not
0: know how much more I could have done. So after the Franklins, you moved to the UK. You moved your family and everything else. Work-related, <clears throat> running-related, or both?
1: No, it was entirely work-related. Uh, we we'd started a company, and uh, most of our business was in the UK. So moved over there to build out our team uh, in person which, uh, of course, the probably will remain the biggest irony of my life that I moved across an ocean to build uh, a company in person, and then ended up working remotely most of that time due to COVID. Right. But yeah, it was definitely that—that um, that was the the impetus for that. But then I took advantage
0: of that for a, a lot of fun adventures while we were over there. <laughs> Yeah. You were quite busy, man. <laughs> so the grand round, I had uh Ben light on here and he did, uh, he did the spine. And, and so, you, you know, he got a little taste of that, but I, I want to get a little taste of the, you know, those, the ground round, the spine race, all those races that, and that you have the, the courage to challenge yourself, the grand round, what got you into that? Because I swear, man, you were busy those last, those three years, man. yeah,
1: the the ground round grand round is, is kind of something I, I created. Um, I had just come off a, a few years of, of doing triathlons in the summer and uh, very much in, enjoy a road bike and wanted to try to cram in as as much as I, I could uh, with with having this whole new place to explore. Uh, and, and new challenges to take on so there are three uh kind of big classic fell running rounds in, in the uk uh the the paddy buckley uh in in wales the bob graham mm-hmm. graham round uh the the most well-known uh in the lake district and and then the charlie Ramsey round in scotland and so i i thought it'd be uh good fun and, and a nice challenge to uh, do them all in one go and ride my bike in between them. So I uh, gave, gave that a shot. My, my, it, basically, as, as soon as I moved there, uh, it was within a, a couple of months uh, after arriving and got through the first two. I uh, ended up stopping uh, on my bike on the way up to Scotland. Uh, I didn't feel I was in a condition where I could safely make that bike ride. Uh, and then came back the next year, and uh didn't quite hit my time goal on it, but I, I finished, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it's a heck of an, of an adventure.
0: And, and then right after that, in January 2020, you did the spine race.
1: Uh, so spine was, yeah, so I, well... <laughs> It, it was, it was between, uh, I had, I had my first grand round attempt, okay. uh, May, 2019 and then spine January, 2020, just before okay. everything shut down for COVID, uh, okay. and then COVID shut things down and, and we were kind of left to being limited to these, uh, FKTs and individual challenges. And so did the, the penine way and, and the grand round, uh, later yeah. that summer, uh, actually about a a month apart, I, I had to cram them both in uh due to on the front end when I was first allowed uh to go do something like that with the easing of COVID restrictions. The UK yeah. uh initial lockdowns were, were quite strict. Uh so basically things opened up enough for me to do the penine way, but then uh my wife was due with a baby. Uh, a couple months after that. So I didn't want to do the grand round too close to her, uh, due date. So I, I had basically a, a one month window to, to cram both of those in.
0: All right. You, you say cram, I mean, you cram two six two hundred sixty-eight 268 miles in seven days. You took first place. That's, that's quite the cramming, man.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. On the, uh, on the spine, that was, uh, that was a a totally new and unique experience as far as dealing with that type of of weather and and that type of terrain for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I could only imagine, man. I could only imagine. And then, and then in the July, you, you broke Mike Hartley's uh, nineteen eighty nine record.
1: Yeah, so that that was for the the Penine Way. Uh, yes, I, I broke that record, and and then uh, my my pal Damian Hall broke my record about a week later.
0: I was going to ask, did, did you guys, uh, plan that?
1: Uh, we, we discussed it uh, at one point we had the idea of, <laughs> uh, doing it at the same time in opposite directions, but our, our timing ended up not working. We were both, I mean, as I just mentioned, I was on a pretty tight schedule and, mm-hmm. and he was as well. Uh, so, it, you know, he. He broke mine a week later, and then I, I came back the following year and, and got it back.
0: Gotcha. All right. Is that is that a thing for FKTs? You, you know, friends beating other friends, you know, like at the Strava events, taking each other's trophies.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> there's always going to be uh, that element of it, uh, especially uh, in an area like that where everyone's more uh, geographically closer together. Gotcha. Uh and it's it's a niche thing these these long distance mountain challenges so you're you're definitely going to uh know people and it's it's a community and uh i i very much enjoy that part of it it, it feels like a team effort of, of us continually pushing the envelope and in, in terms of what's possible yeah. and you know if, if he hadn't have had the run that he did i i don't think i would have uh, set out with the goal that, that I did on my second attempt with it.
0: Okay. And so, like August 2020, you went back and, and defeated it. May 2021, you ran the way north to south, beating the record by three hours. July 21, set out to run uh, 214, uh, the Wainwrights, and didn't complete it, but you won second time and completed by well, beating the record by 11 hours, 35 minutes. Is that correct?
1: Uh, yeah, that,
0: that sounds about <laughs> okay. right. So, um, so my, 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 my question to you is, was it work-related? <laughs> or do you, did you find yourself doing both at the same time, you know, just not really? I mean, yes, you were working, but did you spend majority of your time out there just trying to conquer what you can?
1: Uh, no, I mean, running is, is very much something that I, I fit in uh, around my family and my work life. It's, uh, not something that I can make a living on and support four kids with. So, um, you know, I, I do them and I, I try to do it at a high level and, yeah. uh, compete at a high level, but it's, uh, it's, it's secondary to those other
0: things. So since you've been back, you did the Barkley amongst other things. How do you do what you do with family and, and getting all these miles in? <clears throat> I mean, do you do you do you train extensively throughout the day? Do you have uh, a time period during the day to get these these miles in and then call it?
1: Uh, well, there there are a few things. Uh, one, I, I do. I am working remotely now. Back when I was going to an office, all my weekday miles were my commute. And uh, so, you know, I'd take time that I otherwise would have been sitting in a car, or on a subway train, uh, getting my run in instead. And now that I'm working remotely, uh, for the most part, I'm, I'm flexible and, and can get my run in uh, at <clears throat> different times of day, wherever it fits. and I try uh, as much as possible to do my running and my work uh, when the kids are at school or at other activities. You know, like last night, I I drive my son down to baseball practice. Uh, He has uh, practice. I go on an eight-mile run just around the fields there, and I finish the same time he finishes, and, and we go home. Okay. Uh, so being able to <clears throat> fit things around family activities like that, uh, making, uh, some of the longer runs sort of destination runs, uh, okay. where I, you know, maybe I'll run to a park or to the zoo or somewhere else. Uh, and then the family will get up and, and meet me there, uh, at the okay. end and, and we'll make a day of it. And the. The events I do as well, uh, making, uh, whether it was the Wainwrights where I, I set my schedule to where they could come out for the last day, uh, or hard rock. We kind of made a a family trip out West, uh, leading up to that, uh, and, and to make them a, a part of that and to make them a part of figuring out the schedule. You know, there's a lot of events out there. Uh, some work better, uh, for, uh, family than others i mean there are always going to be ones that um you know are are separate like when i go to tortoise yacht and it's unfortunately after school has started so that the kids um weren't able to make that trip uh when i when i was living in the uk and did it (laughs) now it would be uh, quite a a long trip for them to make anyway but you know the the other thing i think people look at the sort of things I do and and think that I, I must be training 40 hours a week or something. It's uh the events are are long, but I'm not training any more than a uh serious recreational marathoner would. Or mm-hmm. I'm definitely training less than I did as a, a triathlete. I on average put in 60ish 60 to 65 miles a week uh, maybe, uh, uh, 10 hours or so leading into a big event where I'm adding in some more difficult terrain, maybe a bit more mileage that, that might get up into the 12 to 14 hour a week range. But, but still, uh, when, when you look at what's spent on, on triathlon, what's spent on other hobbies and, and even just the little things that we do on a day to day basis that add up from, um, Surfing the web, scrolling social media, watching TV, uh, other hobbies that people have. If you kind of uh, trim all of those things out, they add up to a, a nice chunk of time that I've chosen oh, right. to instead dedicate to a single thing.
0: Okay. Makes sense. So when you say commute, how, how long was your commute in the UK? Because I was stationed in Germany I was stationed in Germany and from town to town, it was quite, quite far. So how long was your commute when you say you, you did commute runs?
1: Uh, it was really nice in the UK. It, w- it was tougher when I lived in DC uh, and then it was long enough to ride. I'd basically have to run one way and, and take the, the Metro the other. Um, yep. But in the UK, it was about six and a half miles. I mean, just oh. over a 10 K we lived in a little village in the countryside just south of the city. Mm. And there is this, I mean, it's definitely the the biggest thing I, I miss about the UK is there's just this network of public footpaths, public cool. rights of way, crisscrossing the, the country. You know, you can get from any two spots in the country without ever going on a road because there's these rights of way that that cut across fields and everything else. Um to to get you uh from from point a to point b and so i I had that uh for most of the route was running from our little countryside village uh across these public footpaths i ran up an iron age hill fort uh that was just it, it was such a neat spot still one of my my favorite places on earth you get to the top and you can see why they they built a fort up there i mean just incredible views yeah, all the way around, and oh, yeah. and from where you run, you're actually looking down at the natural peak because you're you're standing on the the three thousand year old earthen ramparts of this fort. Nice. Uh, so it was just a, a really cool experience and a, a really uh, nice commute, and and again, just absolutely you know it compared to to doing something like riding the bus <laughs> right. just a, a much much more enjoyable experience and okay. uh, again an opportunity to to get my run in uh, at the same time
0: okay how, how how do you do those miles man like uh, when it comes to people running as far as you you know, 200 miles, they maybe get a hundred miles a week or more, but then here you are, you're doing 60 miles or 60 plus miles. And it's, it's quite fascinating the difference because it is a huge difference.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And there are definitely times that I I wish that I could put in those, those higher volume weeks and, and see what would happen. But I, I simply don't have the, uh, time and and the bandwidth and uh the i, I guess it, you know the the other thing to remember is is that stress is stress and whether right. it's stress from training or from life or whatever else all that goes in the same bucket and i, I don't have the the time or the stress bandwidth to add uh, 100 plus mile weeks uh for training so it is uh focusing a, a a lot more on on quantity and i've I've been coached now uh for four years by david roach which has been uh just fantastic and and achieving that that quality and i mean being less stressed about what i'm doing not constantly worrying am i doing the right thing am i doing enough of it uh anything like that I, i see what's in the plan and i get out and do it and uh it'll mix in some some strides and you know a workout once a week but um Otherwise,
0: just just get out and and get the miles in. It's like the saying, "If it ain't broke, don't fix it." If it's working for you, man, why change it? You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you never know. Everyone's everyone's uh, their own kind of data point on on training, and and you never know if if something could be done better. Um, but a, a lot of those things, uh, the. That I would maybe try that that would potentially be slightly better would also carry a, a much bigger risk of injury or, or burnout or any number of things. I think True. that my greatest skill, really, or, or greatest talent, if, if you want to call it that, as an ultra runner, is is simply my my consistency. Uh, I haven't had any big debilitating injuries that have side, sidelined me for. Uh, A consistent amount of time and for, you know, a decade now, I've just gotten out and put in the miles day to day and and week
0: to week, every every week. Well, this conversation is definitely going to uh, open a few people's eyes (laughs) and ears just because I I have a lot of buddies that are just like run, 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 run throughout the day, seven days a week or six days a week, maybe an off day. But uh, yeah, it's definitely going to open some eyes and ears on uh, some of the listeners. So, what's next? What's next for you in the books, man?
1: Uh, so I am going to go back to to Tortoise Yaunt. Uh It's it's a, a beautiful race, incredible course and area, uh, and I, I just haven't I haven't had a good performance there yet. Um, <clears throat> I, I did it when I was in the UK, uh, much shorter trip then. But, uh, the first time I had some issues with, with managing my sleep. And the second time I ended up with a, a DNF from just a still, uh, largely inexplicable, uh, case of, of rhabdo that I, I got 50 miles into the race. Uh, so definitely want to go back there and, and have a performance the, that I'm happy with. Um, Outside of that, we'll probably put together some some FKT attempts this summer. Okay, uh, didn't didn't get into hard rock or western states this year, so we'll uh, we'll make some some other plans, some some things that I can control and uh, again kind of fit around the the
0: family schedule and and make trips out of those. So so it's true, not everybody gets into western states, guys. Just to let you know, <laughs> even the greats. <laughs> okay what's your end goal
1: uh i, I don't know i mean i would like to to keep learning uh as, as much as i can and and uh growing through my my attempts at, at doing these things and at the end leave some marks out there that uh others can can shoot for to to do the same to to push push themselves and uh, try to take my times down or, or whatever it might be, and uh leave some things that that my kids can can look at as as well, not necessarily in terms of them getting out and run. i mean, I don't know if they'll be runners if they'll enjoy running, but just in in terms of setting big goals and uh going out there and and getting after it without being scared of a failure, whatever that might be, uh, that they find as, as a passion in their life.
0: Okay. I have to ask this question because people will, uh, dog me if I don't, what's your nutrition like, man, especially during races?
1: Uh, so it's, it's developed quite a bit, uh, over the years. Uh, I think that, uh, I mean, we, we learn a, a lot in terms of what works for, best for us individuals but then also our own bodies and our own gut change uh, over time uh some of the stuff that used to work for me uh no longer does uh my my race nutrition at this point is uh about 50 percent of my calories are are tailwind uh that that takes care of hydration and calories and electrolytes all at one which some of these multi-day things uh One less thing to think about is is huge Uh, in in terms of just there are only so many things that you can remember and and keep track of. Uh, Outside of that, uh, I'd I'd say about a quarter other sports nutrition. Uh, I've been working with this company in the UK called Supernatural Fuel that uh, I I affectionately describe as uh, adult baby food pouches, just nice purees that that go down easily. Um, the uh, Martin gels have have been working well for me recently. uh And outside of that, I'd say the remaining quarter is is kind of whatever my body starts to crave crave from from normal snack food, whether it's
0: okay,
1: uh, little Debbie cakes or, or chips or uh, cookies
0: or, or whatever. Any of those peanut butter jelly sandwiches? This is the question. <laughs>
1: That's never been something I've, I've been huge on. I mean, the, the Uncrustables are, are great. Okay. Uh, the, those are great ultra running foods. I mean, to just have it there in that nice little um, package like that, and they're they're kind of difficult to squish. The the difficulty yeah. with with normal peanut butter and jelly sandwiches is, is that it's easy to to squish them, uh, and yeah. then you, you pull it out uh, during the run or during the race, and and you basically just have. Uh, yeah. pancake flat bread with everything oozing everywhere and it's it's a huge <laughs> mess uh, i have i have in the past um done peanut butter and jelly waffles where if if you they're they're harder to smash and they have that nice grid pattern in there that yeah. kind of keeps things in a, a bit better yeah um okay. so that's that's a good good alternative uh, i think to the the sandwiches
0: think he's uh you satisfied the question (laughs) i'm not gonna not gonna worry about asking the question because you just answered it so you guys you heard it first man bad water in the picture no (laughs) That,
1: that that race has zero appeal to me
0: yeah is it the heat
1: i mean it's it's hot it's it's on roads um it's expensive Gotcha. Uh, it's just, uh, I mean, uh, to each their own, <laughs> like <laughs> there, there are you. crazy things I do that I know that most people would have absolutely no interest in doing. And, and that works both ways. Uh, okay. that, that sort of thing, um, it just doesn't, doesn't really appeal to me. I, I don't enjoy the heat. I don't enjoy the roads. I don't enjoy flat uh, so, and you, you know, with, with it being fully supported, your, your crew kind of right alongside you there the whole time, I can just, yeah. if I were going to do that, I would probably just go do it on my own. Gotcha.
0: Okay. True. True. What's your bucket list, man? What's the number one race that you want to get to that you haven't?
1: Um, so I, I, I mean, hard rock, I, I still consider in terms of, of getting a good performance, uh, hard rock and tour de or are, are two that were big on my list that I, I haven't, I've now gotten into, but I haven't run well at either of them. Um, the Appalachian trail, FKT is kind of always been my, my Holy grail of, of, okay. um, of FKTs. Uh, so, so as far as big races that I, I haven't gotten into, um, at all, I don't know. I mean, I definitely want to do Western States at some point, uh, to, to experience it and, and see how I, I fare against that level level of competition and, and that type of race. Uh, the, the course, uh, I don't think is, is very well suited for me in terms of being a, a fast hundred miler. And it, again, can, can get quite hot there, which is, we, we just mentioned, uh, I'm not a huge fan of, yeah. I have very mixed feelings about UTMB at this point as, as well. Uh, again, I would, I would love to experience the event and the course and see how I do against, uh, that, uh, you know, absolute top caliber competition that's there. Um, but there are a lot of hoops to jump through to get there now. and, And with the partnership with Ironman and my own past experience with Ironman, I'm, I'm not, a big fan of of what they're doing so okay. i i don't know i'm i still haven't haven't made up my mind if, if i want
0: to do that one day or or not uh, mm-hmm. but it's it's there um right. yeah you said the at appalachian trail that's in your backyard would you go a different way would you go north to south or would you keep it south to north
1: no i think i definitely do south to north i think south just um tradition and, and aesthetically that's the uh okay the, the, that's the the way I would want to go All right.
0: well John I appreciate your time man it's been it's been a pleasure man I know I know you're you're busy you got to go on the next hour but I appreciate the time that you've given me and the listeners man um thank you and yeah uh, I, I, I appreciate it so um i i really feel that <laughs> what you do is amazing and how you do it, it, it it's it's a, a phenomenal and and, and you're a different breed man so all i have to say is keep doing what you're doing man and, and definitely uh if it ain't broke don't fix it so
1: yeah well thanks very much uh enjoyed the, the conversation and, and look forward to uh Catching up with you another time, whether here or out on the trail somewhere.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Thanks, man. Thank you.